views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome, this is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. There's a great hunger in this world for new lines of thought because everywhere you look, they say that joy can just be bought. So please come and set aside some time to relax from frenetic. Transform your life. It takes a while, but results are magnetic. We aim to grasp the best in life and track the ways we grew. The how, the why, the what, wherefore, all this we share and do. But every now and then, we hope that you will share right back. Transformation Talk Radio wants you to hop on track. So calling all hosts, tall and small, of every size and hue, there's nobody we'd rather have to tell your tale than you. And if you have a tale to tell of how your life is changing, we'd love to hear you on the line say how you're rearranging. So run, don't walk to call us now. We'll set you up and show you how. Hi, this is Dr. Pat. Join our radio family. Send us an email, host at transformationtalkradio.com or call 1-800-930-2819. Host your own show. Let us help you bring your voice to the world. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by, powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Super duper welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on on this glorious, glorious, glorious day. Um, You know, uh, I want to give a shout out to our neighbors across the prairie, as I like to say, WBLQ, all the team there, as well as here on KKNW and all of our affiliates, Spreaker, iHeart, CRN, and I know I'm going to leave somebody out, um, our buddy Sean in Australia and any other place that you're listening from. I understand you guys in Florida picking us up somehow. That's kind of good, kind of cool. I'm glad you made it through the hurricane. Um, and thank you all for uh, all of your emails. Uh, yeah, we are in transition with our websites. We're in transition with launching some really kind of fun and new things. Um, and it's all part of connecting us. That's what today's show is about, actually. You know, it's talking about what belonging means. Co-host joining me here today, um, my Soul Suitcase co-host, Victoria Cohen, part two, longing for belonging. And the many ways we do that and what the requirements and the demands are now for us. Um, It's really kind of interesting uh, in, you know, the topics that get talked about when we do this show today, it's about finding your soul tribe in a technology obsessed world. And, you know, when we did the first part of this, it was I've got to think about this a little bit. And um, I had some conversations with some young people along the way because I was uh, hosting a meeting, chairing a meeting. And, you know, I said to everybody at the meeting, 
would you mind, please, putting your phones away? No tweaking, no twerking, no, you know, we just... It's a meeting. We're all here. You know what I mean? If you need to do it, please step outside. Yeah, no twerking at work. Twerking at work. Yeah. Don't be twerking, twerking at work twerking, now. Especially that. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, it's good I know. exercise. And so that's why I said, if you have to do something, leave the room. Well, you, you couldn't have cleared a room that quickly in a panic Uh-oh. or a fire drill. You couldn't, have, you couldn't have more people get up and walk out that room as quickly as that little thing happened. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I thought, whoa, what did I do? I mean, what did I create? What happened? Well, that's why my co-host is joining me here today, because something has been created. And I would suspect that in the world we live in, we have not even begun to understand the dynamic of it. Victoria is joining me here today. She is a creator of Soul Suitcase, but she's much more than that. International speaker, a university instructor, collaborator, author, uh, and has a phenomenal, phenomenal therapy practice in the greater Seattle area. But beyond that, she is a coach, a soul coach, and helps people understand what is it that our soul is calling us to do or not do, and how do we integrate that in the dynamics of the world that we live in today, whether it is a cell phone obsession, whether it's an obsession to belong, or whether it is not even understanding that we're hooked pinned in and on the obsession train to nowhere. Victoria, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Pat. It's great to be here. So part two, let's do a little recap on part one and tell folks why this is part two. I know there's a reason it's part two because it's a giant, giant topic. It is. Yeah. It's a huge topic. And just like you said, you were at the meeting with some young folks the other day and it was a mixed group. It was both mixed up. Okay. Young, so yeah. the young folks were the ones primarily that cleared the room when you said, put your phones away. Yeah. You and know what they, the good thing was about that? They did have the respect to get up and leave. The rest of the folks mm. just stayed there and texted and tweeted. With the phone on their lap looking down and not making eye contact with you and what the meeting was all about. <laughs> it's about being present, Pat. And yeah. how can you be present when you're not making eye contact with people and you're not fully engaged. And that's what the phones, that's what social media often creates, is not being fully present. And that's why it can be, not always, but it can be dangerous in helping us disconnect as opposed to what it's meant to do, connect. So it's kind of a paradox. Boy, I'll tell you, it is the new norm, though. I mean, um, you know, I used to think about I, I had. OK, so I have had a little judgment about this early on. So if you'd asked me about this maybe five years ago when we could start to see the trend in media, you know, it's impossible for me to do a show without multimedia. So but between the two hours I'm here today, I'm going to probably change computers. I'm going to have to plug this one in probably use another one, and yet back up with the paper you see, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is vastly different than when I started doing this. And so we are, we are being asked to show up differently, whether we want to or not. Now, there are some that still have the old flip phones, right? Mm-hmm. And they're kind of holding on and trying to text on the flip phone. And, but we now live in a world where having a computer that runs Windows 7 is not even enough. Mm-hmm. And so the question is really today in looking at belonging and looking at, you know, finding our soul tribe is how do we thrive in the search for the soul tribe? Oh, I love that. How do we thrive? We pay attention to 
that sense of belonging that is in all of us. We all have that true kind of intrinsic desire to connect deeply with people. Even if we're introverted, it doesn't matter. Introvert, extrovert, we all have that deep longing for belonging. And the depth of our social connections really are at the heart of that sense of belonging. And what concerns me, Pat, and why this is part two of this topic, is that it's so important to notice how we connect with people. And like you're suggesting, these days we connect so often via social media. But I have to call into question, and the purpose of this show is, is that really connecting? Yes, it is on a superficial level, but is it really connecting heart to heart? I This is tough. Yeah, this I know. is a tough conversation. I know. Right, because we, you and I, and Benny and Linda and, you know, maybe Taylor, I don't know, we have a model to compare it to. Yes. But what happens when you don't have a comparison model? You know what it's like? It's like talking to somebody about the old phones you used to dial. Mm-hmm. They're like, what? It, you know, they see an icon, right, like a clip art or something of a phone that has a dial on it. And people are like, what is that? What is that thing, right? I mean, that's how far we've shifted consciousness right. around this. Right. Like you said last time we did the show, you used the word telephone. I did. Yeah, <laughs> you used that antiquated word. I did. Telephone. And, I did. And you said nobody uses that word anymore. We use cell phone. You know, but telephone with a dial, I grew up with one of those. You grew up with one of those, you know, and now it's just an icon. Can you ever find one of those with a dial? Heaven forbid. They don't exist. So we have come so far, so very, very far in technology. And I'm not here to discredit the usefulness of technology and the usefulness of connecting with social media as the vehicle. Because it's a great place to start Mm -hmm. our connections with people. It gives us access to people all over the world, which is fantastic. But let's not stop there with just using social media as our form of connection. Because face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball, like you and I are right now, and Benny and you and I are right now, face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball, window-to-the-soul, to-window-to-the-soul, is what really, really mm-hmm. brings us intimate connection with people and speaks to our heart and speaks to our soul. Yeah. So I want to use social media as a starting point mm. to connect with people, but not the beginning, middle, and end vehicle to connect with people. You know, to the topic here is a longing, longing for belonging. Let's talk about what belonging is, because it is a word that is not really being used very much. Um, obsession is being used quite a bit these days, but belonging is almost like a lost art. Mm-hmm. And I would love for you, before we go to break, to give just give people an idea of the sense, you know, the the term belonging and what it means in this conversation today. So belonging is that deep sense of connectedness with people. It's a sense of of uh, mutuality when we get together with people in whether it's a religious group or a social club or at the gym or, um, you know, a community involvement, volunteer position, wherever we connect with people or even the sense of work colleagues. Um, It's that sense that we have something in common with one another. We have mutual interests. We have a sense of 
um, values that are similar, and we have a sense of support for one another Mm. and acceptance for one another. Even with differences, we have a sense of acceptance and mutual support. And that's part of the definition of soul tribe, too, is people we connect with, values-based, support-based, acceptance of who we really are. And belonging to people in that kind of group makes us feel like we can be our true selves and we don't have to present some kind of false sense of self. You know, it's really interesting, um, and we'll talk about this when we come back. It shows up as a need in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. You know, I had knee surgery on Monday, and um, it, it was more complicated than anybody thought. But I will tell you here is the experience that I'm going to walk away from. It isn't going to be any of that. What I'm walking away from is how they treated us, mm. how they treated me, how they treated Linda, you know, how we were welcome in, how now, you know, uh, you didn't have to go in there alone, you know, how they checked up on you, how they talked with you, the questions they asked, how they asked you the questions. Mm. Then the anesthesia guy comes in and he's very, he's kind. He wants to shake your hand. You know, you're having a conversation with him. You're chit-chatting with him. Then Dr. Holland, you know, uh, if, you know who I love. He's done uh, my, my, my surgeries. You know, orthopedic doctor. He's a fabulous man. Comes in, sits down, chats with you, shakes your hand, you know, introduces himself. I mean, you got like a little party right. around people. And, and I'm not special. You know, they did, you know, Dr. Holland didn't know me. I'm a repeat customer, so to speak. <laughs> But that's not what was going on right. there. He made eye contact with you. I everybody bet. comes yeah, in. Everybody. Then you're in the operating room and everybody, then the people that the masks on, they're talking to you. So it is something that I've noticed changed in medical, mm. uh, in the medical arena. Um, I don't know if they got some feedback about it or whatever is going on. But I tell you, it is, you know, it, I'm so struck by that experience in the context of your show here today because... You know, we were talking about belonging as a lost art, perhaps, or Mm -hmm. what's happening in social media. Mm -hmm. But what I'm finding is this little experience of this little pod of people. They call me before. They call me after. I had an emergency. I had to call Dr. Holland in the middle of the night. He actually calls me back. So something, you know, something is happening. And here's the question for you. Do you think that we are either groups, institutions, or individuals that have contact with us. Do you think that we are noticing a need for the speed to belong and making adjustments in behavior? Let's talk about that when we come back. Yep, Soul Suitcase, my co-host, Victoria Cohen. This is a really important conversation. For those of you out there who have questions, want to call in, get some conversation going with Victoria about you know, what belonging means, how it's either showing up or not showing up in your life, what you can do about it. You know, do you have a son, a daughter, a child, a mother, somebody that just will not communicate with you except through texting? Ugh, texting. I got a text six o'clock yesterday. Texting. What is it? Let's take a short break. When we come back, Victoria is going to walk us through, you know, what belonging is, you know, how it affects our health, our happiness, what the difference between belonging and fitting in is. And then we're going to talk about this idea of soul tribe and relationships. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. Wondering how to play the game of life and actually win? 
Stop wondering and start winning the game of life with the unique, incomparable Lynn Brown. Lynn's powerful, transferable tools stem from her success in the very competitive world of sports and business. Since Lynn was one of the top athletes in the United States, she understands really well about the athlete's mind, their challenges, and what athletes need. I have confidence to ask Lynn to take care of my professional team just because of Lynn, her passion, and the power she has. Lynn is passionate about working with kids and with athletes. Her life is a testament to the incredible power of intention to create miracles. Lynn is dedicated to assisting and inspiring leaders with the vision and tools to realize their dreams. And she wants to help you next. Enhance your overall performance and the ability to reach your goals. Bring your game face on. Visit letter R, letter U, intuit.com or call 844-LETTER-B-INTUIT. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Where do you desire to go in life? How do you plan to get there? Are you only looking outside yourself for the answers? What if you use your soul's wisdom to lead the way? So what is the soul and how do you access its wisdom? Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen will unpack these questions and help you tap into and trust your own inner voice to solve everyday problems. Your Soul Suitcase is a treasure chest of wisdom inside you waiting to be discovered. Listen to Soul Suitcase on TransformationTalkRadio.com and discover how awakening to your inner voice transforms your life. What does a dentist of the year get? A little plaque. (laughs) Welcome to Smile Big, where we offer cosmetic, restorative, and preventative dentistry. Dr. James Rosenwald and Dr. Susan Abdenard work hard every day for their clients to be happy to smile with the latest equipment for complete smile restoration for anyone. The sooner you call, the sooner they can help. Call 425-454-4040 or email scheduling at smilebig.com. You can even visit our website at smilebig.com. Are you ready to move past limiting beliefs and unconscious obstacles that are holding you back from financial prosperity? Do you want to be free from debt and that feeling of being disempowered? Mary Jane Allen is a financial healer and joy creation specialist who uses her unique set of tools included in her financial healing process to help her clients move past those beliefs and fears. For more information and to contact Mary Jane, visit her website, manifestyourlifedream.com and begin your financial healing process today. I love that song. Uh, you know, lost and confused. Yes, dazed, lost and confused. And, you know, in where? In the realm of your own mind. I mean, can you imagine lost and confused in the realm of your own mind? Um, boy, I'll tell you, it's an, it's an, it, <laughs> this is a fascinating show. Victoria Cohen is my co-host today. Um, and if you want to find out more about her, you can go to VictoriaCohen.com, and it's VictoriaCohen.com. You're going to be able to see her books there. 
also information about her phenomenal uh, psychotherapy practice and soul coaching and uh, speaking and much more. Um, I understand there's going to be lots more to come from Victoria, which is kind of exciting because that's what I love to do. And today we're talking about something that, you know, she and I are, are quite intimate, I think, with at a personal level. But there is some research around this. There is some information now coming to the forefront. And so we're talking about longing for belonging, finding your soul tribe and technology obsessed world. Uh, before we go to the benefits of deep social connections, which we touched upon a little bit, um, we chatted a bit about belonging and fitting in. And boy, I'll tell you, there are 50 shades of gray around this. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can just touch upon it as it relates to, you know, the, this need, the desire for these deeper soul uh, and, and social connections. Well, it's true, Pat, that oftentimes people think that fitting in and belonging are synonymous, that they're really the same thing, but they're very, very much different from one another. Fitting in actually gets in the way of belonging and is the greatest barrier to belonging. So belonging starts with that sense of self-acceptance because believing that you're enough is what gives you a sense of courage to be authentic, to be vulnerable, and to be your imperfect, imperfect self in the world. But fitting in is about assessing a situation and becoming that chameleon who you think you need to be in order to fit in to a social situation. And that actually is approval-based. You're trying to fit in to get approval, but it creates a hollow sense of belonging, Mm -hmm. a hollow substitute for belonging. So fitting in is not being your true self, whereas truly coming to a place of being your authentic self in a situation is what belonging is really based on. I want to ask you a question about that. Um, is fitting in, okay, so is fitting in a nice way to say codependent? Mm, good question. Ah, hey. Ew. I love bada that. Bada bing, bada bam. I love that. <laughs> Drum roll, well, I, Benny. Well, but I don't know. I mean, is, is it now? That's we a live great in a politically co- yes. correct world yes. right now. Yes. And so. If you talk to somebody that is obsessed with texting and never missing a text and making sure our friends like her or his friends like him on text, you would never be able to say you're codependent. But Mm-mm. but is but where are where are where are we with that fitting in on the scale of uh, I don't know is it are we just being like nice and saying oh you're not really codependent you're kind of like fitting in. I think that is a true sense of of non-belonging in the sense that when you try to be what other people you think want you to be or what you think you need to be in order to Mm. fit in or to be a part of a social group or a part of a work group, I think that does create, can create uh, codependency Mm. because codependency is all about getting others' approval, um, trying to be something other than you are to Mm -hmm. get to present a certain image and to be liked at all costs to sacrifice your own needs and your own wants for the larger sense of getting approval. So I think that's a great question, yeah. and I think it is relevant. Yeah, and it's it's in contrast to the question of what are the benefits of deep social connections, yeah. because deep social connections are not that. Absolutely right? not, no. People who enjoy that strong sense of love and connection and community have a sense of worthiness. They have a greater sense of faith. Typically, they have, they're hopeful, 
They come across in a more authentic way. They have more gratitude and more creativity in their lives. And who doesn't want all that? So they love and accept themselves more readily than folks who are just struggling to try to fit in and not be their true selves. So studies have actually shown that people benefit cardiovascularly, their immune systems are stronger, and their endocrine systems are stronger when they have a true sense of belongingness. However, if you don't have that sense of belongingness and you typically deny your imperfections, you have a struggle to be vulnerable, and you hide behind this veil of lonely anonymity on social media to avoid criticism and rejection that often comes when we have those more vulnerable, personal, face-to-face connections. So a lack of belongingness can cause undesirable effects Mm. like, believe it or not, we're more prone to auto accidents if we don't have a sense of belonging. We're more prone to criminality and suicide risks. But health-wise, there's a connection between lack of belonging or loneliness and illness. So those who don't have a sufficient support system are more prone to drug and alcohol use, heart disease, take longer to recover from surgery, uh, require more medication, and are more prone to cancer and high blood pressure. So this isn't just a superficial topic. This is really critical to our health and well-being. You know, um, we know, we know as individuals what's going on inside of us. Yeah. What are some of the signs? What are some of the signs that might show up for people um, that, you know, aren't necessarily thinking, oh, I don't have that. I, I don't really have that need for that deep social connection. I'm not I'm, I'm not in the, the belonging bankruptcy pot right now. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's an it's kind of tricky. Because mm-hmm. it's almost easier from what I'm, I'm exposed to, the folks I chat with, for them to say I'm depressed than to say, oh, really, I want to just belong. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really, is this just society that we've, we've made it okay to be depressed and we've created this blanket around it, but it's belonging. No, no, no. You just got to suck it up. We're living in a different world. Have we done something socially to really create different definitions and, and false boundaries around these things? It's a wonderful question, Pat. And yes, there are so many studies that say that people who are really immersed in social media as their primary form of connection with people are actually more depressed and, and feel truly isolated and alone. Mm. So ask yourself, you know, how substantial is your connection with people that you make contact with on social media. When you get off um, twitting somebody, tweeting somebody, when you get, um, when you post something on Facebook or when you get something back on Facebook from somebody posting something on your wall, how substantial does that make you feel in terms of does it fill your heart up? Mm. Does it make you feel all, all warm and fuzzy inside? Or does it just feed your ego? As opposed to, oh, I've got another friend, you know, um, I've, I've got a bigger, you know, Twitter following now because mm. somebody liked this or somebody liked that. And we confuse somebody liking something we post on Facebook with them liking us. And so it's like we have to generate a different form of what liking really means, not just some superficial 
mm. um, approval that feeds our ego, but something that feeds our soul. Something interesting happened over the weekend, and just mentioned this before the break. Um, you know, we put out a weekly newsletter, and usually in the weekly newsletter, we're, we have some inspirational quote and an inspirational picture. But this time, Kim did something different. And I must have been on a call with the team. And I said that I learned something really fascinating. Um, And that is, you know, something I had not heard before, which was don't make someone a priority who makes you an option. Mm. And and it's kind of a little mind boggling little thing. But it's a principle and it's a value. And somehow I think Kim picked up on that and it ended up in the newsletter. It was our newsletter portal page today, Mm -hmm. the quote where she had a picture of a horse and a little robin Mm -hmm. on a fence, Mm -hmm. right? And that was the quote, and it it had my name on it. And now I rarely will hear from listeners about a newsletter. That thing went out, and I got three requests to speak at three different events from that comment. Oh, wow. And I thought to myself, I really have to think about this. You know, what are our listeners wanting from me that's different now? You know, what has changed in the vibration of things? You know, what is it that people are looking for? And you've nailed it with today's show. It's not just about longing for belonging, but finding a solution-based approach to life around this. Mm. You know, is it enough just to have the quote of the day? Or do people want us to address the rough edges of life? That's a question that I'd love for you to take Mm. on as we look at belonging today. Victoria Cohen joining me here today. When we come back, how does this relate to our intimate relationships? Do do our intimate relationship partners want us to be all nice and soft and smooth? Or do they want us to say, you know what? You ain't making me a priority today. So you know what? I'm an option. I cannot make you a priority today. Let's take a short break when we get back. I know Victoria's going to say that differently. We'll be right back with the show. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Feel happiness is just beyond your grasp? Want to move past old hurts or traumas? Not feeling comfortable in your body? Consider an intuitive healing session with Christy Borst. Christy has a divine healing gift, and her process will help you experience a perspective reboot. Release that which no longer serves you. For more information and to contact Christy Borst, visit HealingResonance.us. That's HealingResonance.us. If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, 
provides you with a step-by-step -step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you are ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com that's thefearandanxietysolution.com or call 866-903-6463 that's 866-903-MIND Tune in to Psychic Cup of Coffee with Kelly Sutliff every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Kelly is a 14-year veteran of psychic ability, and she offers inspiration and comfort to those dealing with grief when they have lost a loved one, and also shares with people that the psychic world is very real. Call 1-800-930-2819 during the show with your questions and visit PsychicMediumKelly.com. That's PsychicMediumKelly.com. Hey, do you like free stuff? The Dr. Pat Show has an amazing giveaway program doing weekly giveaways on Facebook and Twitter. Go to Facebook.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and click the like button. Then go to Twitter.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and click the follow button. Then you can play along and enter to win some amazing prizes. Again, that's Facebook.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and Twitter.com slash The Dr. Pat Show. Ah, relationships. Victoria Cohen joining us here today. Victoria, anything you want to say? Let people know how to find out about you. Um, if anybody's got some issues they want to work through, they can get a hold of you, can't they? Absolutely. They can reach me at my Seattle office, which my phone is 206-284-1435. And you can find that number again on my website, which is Victoria Cohen, C-O-E-N, dot com so give me a call yeah wow this is a really fascinating conversation that we had during the break but it is about belongingness and how it shows up in our intimate relationships and how it plays out you know the other part of the question is how does belongingness or the need for belongingness um uh keep us away from int intimate relationships in this technology-driven world. Mm -hmm. how, do we in how do we interpret the signals, the messages, the tweets, the Facebook reach-outs? How do we interpret those things? I mean, I I'm really at a point where I'm not sure that I even understand intimate relationships, I I connections in social media at all. And this is, I think, you know, really gray territory for people. And it really does need a big discussion. So I'm glad you're here to talk about belongingness in our intimate relationships. Mm -hmm. And that, that song, what, tell, what is that song? I mean, that is haunting. Well, the song that Benny's been playing is called Somewhere I Belong by Linkin Park. And it really struck me, some of the lyrics of that. Um, but all the vacancy, the words revealed, is the only real thing that I've got left to feel just stuck, hollow, and alone. And I think that that's part of what social media can create is a feeling of hollow aloneness because the words that are conveyed often in social media are hollow, especially if we're coming from our ego, especially if we're trying to pose 
to be someone we're not, especially if we're only posting things on Facebook that are of the, you know, cup half full Mm. kind of nature. And we're not really talking about our full lives. We're only posing um, as, oh, everything's wonderful in my life on Mm -hmm. Facebook and gives everybody the the impression that you don't have a care in the world. But that's only half the story of most of our lives. Yeah. I want to make sure everybody out there knows, you know, this is a time for you to call in and check in with Victoria about this topic. It's so deep. So, you know, the depth and the breadth of how this shows up in our lives. You're going to hear about it today in more detail. But if you're listening out there and have something to say or have a question, please feel free at any point in time during the show to give us a shout at our 800 number, 1-800-930-2819. I'm reminded, Pat, of a situation that I heard about the other day where using social media was a form of a woman who made a connection with a guy, as so many people do these days. It's a great vehicle to meet people, um, dating websites and that kind of thing. And this one woman I heard about, she actually did find a man across the country that she connected with on um, one of the dating sites. And she's been in this relationship with him for about six months. They've never met. They've never seen pictures of each other because they don't want to use pictures as a way of um, either ruling each other out or ruling each other in. They want to just get to know each other via conversation online. And they haven't even had a phone conversation. So they haven't even heard each other's voices it's strictly been online. And they both have now apparently declared their love for each other. And they're talking about getting engaged. And they've never met. And they call this the love of their life. Well, I'm not here to dispute that that might actually be possible. They might have found their soulmate through this kind of social media connection. But they've never even seen each other eyeball to eyeball. So I'm just wondering what will happen when they actually meet? And if something will be enhanced by the actual meeting or they'll discover something about each other that is that has been distortedly portrayed when they're connecting on social media alone, that seeing each other eyeball to eyeball might um, be disappointing or might be disillusioning. So I think it's great to connect with people via dating sites initially, But you can't expect to form a whole intimate relationship with somebody strictly through social media. You've got to get together. The social, uh, the the nuances of somebody's facial expressions, that's so rich. Hmm. It's so rich to see people's body language when you're in person with them that you don't get the benefit of when you're just seeing somebody, you know, online, um, connecting with somebody online. So be cautious in terms of how how you consider the degree of intimacy that you have with people um, when you when you only connect with them online. So fascinating. So yeah. I hope we're going to do a follow up to see how that turns out. I I can keep you posted. So let's talk about intimate relationships, mm-hmm. the people we actually have partnerships with already. Um, you know, the it kind of boils down to two different sides of the coin here. Intimate relationships and belonging can take the form of, you belong to me, um, which is more a sense of jealousy-based or a sense of possessiveness in that relationship or even objectification 
like you are mine. You are my property. You are my um, soul person. Um, and that's not S-O-U-L-L person. That's my S-O-L-P-E person. Or we can say we belong together, which is a sense of mutuality and a sense of equality. That's in a that Pat Benatar song. Yes, we belong together. Hey, Benny. Yeah, there you go. There's a cue for you. Ben- Benatar song. The next break. <laughs> yes. So the sense of we belong together creates that mutual acceptance and a natural kind of partnership that isn't based on inequality or possessiveness or jealousy. So belongingness in our romantic love relationships is essential. And it's kind of interesting that if we have unequal involvement in our personal relationships, our love relationships, that can be a sign of an eventual breakup, as in narcissistic relationships mm-hmm. or unrequited love. What is a nar- For people that have not heard our shows on narcissistic relationships, and I think we'll probably... Um, you know, we might decide to skip the break, but give people an idea what narcissistic means, because this is, a, the term, this is one of the most used terms now out there, Ugh. which actually does not mean narcissistic personality disorder. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have looked at the self-seeking as narcissism, and it's really not. Right. If you're in a narcissistic relationship, oftentimes the hallmarks are <laughs> um, there's a incredible lopsidedness in terms of whose needs are really um, being focused on. Mm-hmm. And usually it's it's somebody, it's only one person's needs that are being catered to. Mm-hmm. And the person who has the narcissism tendencies um, really insists on being adored and being um, admired and being, um, they actually kind of have a harem or need a harem of people to admire and adore them. Yeah. Wow. And that they want to be put on a pedestal mm-hmm. and they have this sense of grandiosity and importance, mm-hmm. self-importance. And they pick partners typically who are willing to put them on the pedestal to put the other person's needs first. Mm-hmm. And that, speaking of codependence, Pat. That's that, a great match. Yes. That's a match made in you know where. Oh. And it's not heaven, I'm going to say. That's But that's true. it. The narcissist and the codependent. Oh, boy. Yeah. Now, that's a whole other show. A book. That's a We'll do that show. That's All a right. whole other show. Yes. But it does really talk to what you're referring to uh, in terms of, you know, belongingness and intimacy in relationships where we have to figure it out. You know, we have to figure out what is going on here. You know, what is going on mm-hmm. here? But isn't it really the challenge of this to figure out what is going on here for me? Mm. Sometimes don't we get lost in this mm-hmm. conversation, especially when we're talking about belonging, of this idea of being so focused on the we mm-hmm. or the him or her mm-hmm. that we lose our identity. Mm-hmm. Well, if we belong in an intimate relationship where we have true connection, we don't lose our individual identity. Mm. We don't merge. It's not a situation where two become one. Mm -hmm. We have our separate individual identities, but we walk parallel paths. Mm -hmm. And so we preserve our sense of self. We don't give up our sense of self Mm -hmm. in an intimate relationship where we truly feel a sense of belonging. We are two separate individuals But we walk side by side Mm -hmm. and we're mutually supportive. One of the kind of conundrums. And we are going to skip break here today, Mr. Benny, because we got a lot to cover. Yeah. One of the conundrums, if you will, of um, having that committed, meaningful belonging sense in that romantic relationship 
is that it comes at a price, and it's kind of an odd price. Having that intimate partnership where we belong with that person, not to that person, it involves commitment and allocating our resources, our emotional resources, to that one person as opposed to spreading ourselves around to many different people. Um, But fortunately, people who are committed lovers um, don't consider this commitment a problem or a limitation um, because it's one of the benefits, actually, of having a committed relationship is having that exclusivity and really allocating your resources to primarily that one person, just like you were talking about before the break, where we really have a sense of wanting um, a connection and not diluting it and spreading it so thin across many different people that it dilutes the connection we have with everyone. Well, and then, you know, this is really kind of leads into the next question about a soul tribe. Yeah. And what that is. I mean, we've used that term a a number of different times. And, um, you know, I I think it's important to give give our our listeners a framework for what that means. Because sometimes we think that this is our soul tribe, and yet it's not. It's really a false sense exactly. to belong. Yes. You know, so people say, oh, my Facebook friends, they my soul tribe, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you hear things like, mm-hmm. this is my family, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I hope you can clear up the confusion around this. Well, I think for some people that is, and for many people actually, that is um, what they consider their soul tribe, is their Facebook following, or, you know, how many friends like them that day on on Facebook. And mm. they consider that their intimate connections. And so I think it can get really mm. distorted in this world of, you know, technology. So it's got to be devastating then if somebody, what is the other, what's the other word? Defriends you? Oh, what, is absolutely. that the term? Defriend? Yeah. Befriend. Or Befriend or defriend. Yeah. Right. Unfriend. Unfriend. Thank you. Is that there what you're you looking go. for? They yeah. unfriend you. Yeah. That's got to be, that could put you into a tailspin. <clears throat> that's you. That's the topic of many therapy sessions I have with clients, Pat. It's true. Where people come in and they are devastated because somebody has unfriend them or they've blocked them. That's also really, really hard. So harsh. It is. It is. And, and people do that at a whim. You know, I'm going to block them. I'm going to unfriend them. You know, you had an argument with somebody. Somebody didn't like what you posted. I'm going to unfriend them. And it's so harsh. It's so ego-driven and insensitive to people's um, mm. need to belong. Mm. So let's talk about that soul tribe. Yeah. It's that group of like-minded people who are consciously evolving, unconditionally loving toward us, um, supportive. They stand behind us when we're going through hard times. They cheer us on when we have our victories. Um, they, When we have face-to-face connections with them, they deeply enrich our lives. So ask yourself, if, as you're looking at your Facebook today, um, all those out there, when you're checking your Facebook, how many people... When you read those those communications with people, enrich your life, or do they um, f- kind of bolster your ego? Mm. 
What's the difference between enriching your life and bolstering your ego? It's fascinating because, you know, um, that thing that went out in the newsletter, don't make someone a priority that makes you an option, um, I'm going to blog about and because people are interested in it. And so, you know, why am I going to do that? Well, it's personally important to me, that comment, what it means to Mm -hmm. me. But what you're asking really is, is there, are we going to do it because it will draw more impact? Now, in the marketing and media world, that's what they say. I'm not quite on board with that because if I were, I would be doing more of this. So there is really an interesting dynamic. Are we able to come from our heart in social media and get the result we want? Or do we actually become somebody else? Even even if you're not in business, but if you're in, in like an, you know what I'm trying to say? It's like, will the real human being please show up today? Mm-hmm. And how often do you as the as the real human being show up on your social media? How often do you really put your vulnerable, full, authentic self forth on She's calling any me form. out right here. On in, oh, Victoria's calling me on, out right here. Babe. Oh no, I like, no, I, it's good. Yeah, it's good. You are. I I'm think, really going to think about this. Yeah. Okay. So next time, any of you, anybody out there, actually post something. Ask yourself: Am I coming from my most true, authentic self, or am I posing as something other than that to get approval? to get validated, to get seen as uh, something other than who I really deep down feel like I am. And challenge yourself. I mean, that's my call to action today for everybody in terms of being more aware is really be mindful of who you are portraying yourself to be when you post something on any form of social media. And ask yourself, if I'm not posting something that represents my authentic self, Why? Why not? And what would happen in my deepest fears if I did say, this is who I really am, like it or leave it, and, you know, I feel good about that. What would happen if you did that? So challenge yourself today to try to post something that is more a reflection of your authentic self and see what happens. I suggest that it will actually be more affirming in the long run, because people know if you're posing. People really feel it on some gut level if you're posing. And so it doesn't really serve you in the long run. It may give you short-term gratification, which we all, heaven knows, are seeking from every source possible today. Yeah. Social media, food, you know, marijuana, whatever the topic of the day is that we try to get you know, immediate gratification from. Well, that's a show we're going to do oh, on the boy. whole marijuana thing, oh, aren't we? Yep, we could do that. You saw the latest statistic on that. They said that, uh, well, Linda, Linda's brother actually, you know, said, hey, you people, don't you know that, you know, states that have marijuana have more car accidents? Hmm. And I thought, well, wait a minute. I mean, but does that mean that the people that are smoking marijuana probably have a need to belong? So maybe it's belonging that's causing the accident. Hey, boom, that's a good connection. Wow, you are. That's what I thought. You are sharp today. Not that you're not usually. (laughs) Not that you're not usually. 
Yes, you make great connections. But this is a big topic. I mean, you know, and and you know what? Why am I making a big connection? Because it's up in our it's up in my face 24 seven. You know, I got a text uh, yesterday morning at 530 a.m. I got another text today at like 430 a.m. People go to bed, get some sleep. (laughs) So what's happened is we have repealed. In a nanosecond, the concept of time zones. We have repealed the idea that we actually have time zones. People, there are no time zones right. in social media. No, in social media, there are, there are no time. There is no there, time. There is the expectation, Pat, and that's a good. That's a good point. That we are to be available twenty four seven. But there are no boundaries anymore in terms of when we are expected to be available. And to respond within a millisecond of, you know, when somebody, you know, posts us or emails us or texts us, people get it up in arms when we don't respond within 30 seconds of a text. Heaven forbid. We might have a life. We might be actually sitting across the restaurant table with somebody having a real conversation. And that's why we're not answering a text immediately because we're engaged in a real conversation so imagine that we can give ourselves a breather and say hey Mm. if other people aren't setting boundaries for themselves as far as Mm. when they're texting and when they're social media-ing people we can set boundaries for ourselves and say as linda gets goes to her phone and gets ready to to Uh, look at her phone say Uh, i'm offline i'm offline to people you know, from 11 at night to 7 in no, the morning. No, I'm not offline. I'm actually online with my life. There you go. Yes, yeah, set boundaries. Say, tell people, don't expect me to respond in any form between this hour and that hour. And don't be disappointed if I don't respond during that time frame because I have other people that I want to connect with mm. in person. Mm. Yeah. What a great show. Thank you so much you for this welcome. conversation. And boy, out of this, we're going to do a couple of other really cool shows. <laughs> yes, aren't we, we are. Um, I know that every show you have a personal message for us, you know, a soul suitcase moment, things that you want to share with us. I want to make sure that we, you know, have a little time to do that. And thank you for a powerful, powerful show. I'm actually leaving here with more to think about <laughs> than I had when I came in. Fantastic. So if you want to attract your soul tribe, I say consider feeling good, and doing what it takes to feel good in your own skin. Empower yourself. Enhance your favorite qualities. Feel the freedom and the courage to express them to the world. Don't wait until you get, you know, 2,000 friends or a huge Twitter following to feel good about yourself. So I just want to say, I, I tell people I prefer people over pixels. And I think it's really important to consider people over pixels in Mm. our lives. So let yourself ultimately decide how and if and when you use your devices. Technology inevitably shapes our lives. It's not going to go away. And so rethink how you use it and how you try to use it to create meaningful relationships in your lives. Don't let it be the only form of connection. Really, I I ask people, experiment just today or maybe this week, putting down your cell phone. 
turning it off during uh, a meeting, turn it off during coffee with a friend, turn it off when you're sitting at your dinner, dinner table tonight with your children. Have everybody turn off their devices for for the evening, for the dinner table, for every evening after work. Turn off your devices and connect with the people who you love around you mm-hmm. and just see if that enhances the quality and the depth and the connectedness you feel, that sense of belonging in your relationships. What a great show. Try it. My co-host today, Soul Suitcase founder, creator, uh, international speaker, educator, phenomenal therapist, and much more, Victoria Cohen. Check her out, VictoriaCohenCoen.com. And you know, out of this show comes a bunch of other really great topics. We'll see you next time. Actually, hold on. We we'll have another hour coming up of the Dr. Pat Show with Dancing with the Stars actress uh, Chelsea Hightower. We'll be right back. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Feel happiness is just beyond your grasp? Want to move past old hurts or traumas? Not feeling comfortable in your body? Consider an intuitive healing session with Christy Borst. Christy has a divine healing gift, and her process will help you experience a perspective reboot. Release that which no longer serves you. For more information and to contact Christy Borst, visit HealingResonance.us. That's HealingResonance.us. If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you're ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. That's thefearandanxietysolution.com. Or call 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-MIND. Tune in to Psychic Cup of Coffee with Kelly Sutliff every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Kelly is a 14-year veteran of psychic ability, and she offers inspiration and comfort to those dealing with grief when they have lost a loved one, and also shares with people that the psychic world is very real. Call 1-800-930-2819 during the show with your questions and visit PsychicMediumKelly.com. That's PsychicMediumKelly.com. Hey, do you like free stuff? The Dr. Pat Show has an amazing giveaway program doing weekly giveaways on Facebook and Twitter. Go to Facebook.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and click the like button. Then go to Twitter.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and click the follow button. 
Then you can play along and enter to win some amazing prizes. Again, that's Facebook.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and Twitter.com slash The Dr. Pat Show. 